Welcome to Showing Up For You, where the conversations are hard but need to be had. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Sean. We're using our life's experiences to help us process the next steps. We're excited to have you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Showing Up For You. I'm Sean. And I'm Jasmine. And we're just happy to be here, guys. Um... Today we are talking about narratives, and as vague as that sound, I'm going to break it down a little bit for you. I think that we all kind of struggle with other people's narratives of us, and they're not always true, Um, and so what me and Jasmine usually talk about offline is our struggle with identifying other people's narratives of us, um, and what that looks like for us to contribute to those narratives. And I think that's kind of a confusing thing because um, you never know what people entirely think of you. Um, and it, it, it shouldn't matter, right. but let's be realistic because that's what we're here to do. You Absolutely. know, we're kind of like bearing our soul on all this stuff that we uh, internally struggle with. So um, nakedness, you know, um, but narratives. So one thing, if I'm honest, I have spent a lot of my adult life, like I would say like late teen years to adult life, deciding to um, bank on people's narratives of me, Mm. not realizing that their narrative isn't necessarily who I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like looking into someone else's mirror of you or like someone else's reflection of you. And instead of like, checking in with self and being like I'm not that mm-hmm. and we never know like where narratives come from they can come from um someone else's past and what they think you are mm-hmm. to them it can come from an experience they may have had with you that was a misunderstanding yeah. and now to them you are that experience and therefore everything you do going forward is attached to that experience there's a lot of different reasons um so today we're just kind of here to talk about what we struggle with and how I would say for me, I'm learning over the past, I guess in my, my adult life, like learning how to differentiate that and step out of that. It doesn't mean that I've like graduated entirely. Right. right, um, right. Because I think I catch myself, I catch myself caring in a, in a, in a toxic way, Mm. not caring in a concerned man, I sure hope that I'm not contributing to that narrative in this way, but caring in a way, I mean, but I'm caring in a way of like, man, like I'm going to compromise me so that you can have a better narrative. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about where those narratives come from, why they exist and how we are personally dealing with them. How you feel about today's Mm -hmm. episode? Me just like every episode. Like, <laughs> I am. I am. I'm always like, why did I? Yeah, this is good. I know. I'm like, y'all gonna get the same answer right. every time until Let's you do don't. This. I guess. I'm so excited to talk about this. Oh, um, leaves the house. <laughs> right. Peace out. Go. Kick gravel and travel. That's that's my go-to. Um, I with narratives though. What I look forward to in this conversation, and hopefully, you know, it ends up being a larger conversation in with you guys, is that. I have to be honest, the terms, like, narrative mm-hmm. was really new to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was super unfamiliar um, with it, and it's actually been, like, super helpful um, for me just, like, in my life because, 
you know, you just hear, like, what's somebody's, like, opinion of you or whatever, but, like, a narrative is bigger than just in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Like, an opinion can just be, like, something that somebody's like, sees about you, but it's, like, a narrative mm-hmm. can have, like, such um, lasting effects. Yeah. And so I'm really um, excited for the, our conversation. Um, nervous about what's going to come out of it, just, like, every single time, but I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start off with I guess like a question that it kind of just um it, it bothers me more than any <laughs> Ooh, let's go but um what narratives have you experienced about yourself that made you question your truth and what I mean is like what narratives have you learned from other people mm-hmm. that compromised your everyday life you know yeah that love that question because I think that there's a for me like a lot I mm-hmm. think the way that I kind of saw it as like there's certain things about like being like a woman mm-hmm. that you like kind of had to follow mm-hmm. right of like looking like this type of woman to be presented to the world mm-hmm. to be this kind of wife you know in a setting mm-hmm. and so I looked at like a lot of these narratives and like put them on myself and it was like really hard on myself of being, like, I need to, like, follow these things in order to, like, follow this narrative. But I, like, reached a point that I was, like, this just, like, doesn't feel right. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so that was something that um, I had experienced. But also, like, in, like, something more specific to my life is that I had experienced um, I needed to be, like, this type of, like, daughter Mm. in a setting. And where that narrative came from, still can tell you to this day. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think that, you know, people in my life had this idea of the kind of daughter that they wanted. And I don't think I measured up to that. Mm. And and there was a lot of moments that I would be reminded of that. But, like, when I met those expectations or what that narrative should have looked like, oh, it was great in that moment. But Mm -hmm. if there was ever any other moment that I did not measure up to that, it was just, like, you know, being reprimanded or, you know, why aren't you like this? Or haven't you seen so-and-so the way that they carry their family? And it's just like, dang, like, I thought that I was supposed to be me, but like, that's not necessarily true. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) So I know like that's something in my life that I've had to like fight so much because you see, you know, in media or all these things of like, this is what the typical family should look like Mm -hmm. this is what you know a mother a daughter a father you know should all look like and then when you don't fit into that Mm -hmm. and what that box looks like it's just like what do you do yeah that's a tough spot to be because you know you having that you you knowing that that's a narrative that someone is trying to create for you and then realizing like I'm not that and I'm not gonna be that Mm -hmm. um I think that's such a hard transition too because you're not like, it's not like we immediately get there. Like, it's not like we were told by our parents or our family, like, this is what you should be doing. And then we immediately stand up for ourselves and say, but that's just not me. Right. Like, that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I think is, like, sad because that's a disconnect. Like, that's such a disconnect. Yeah. I, I'm, I spend a long time trying to be that. Mm-hmm. I spend a long time trying to be what you think I should be. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally realize, like, I can't be that, I'm also sacrificing our relationship yet again because right. not only have I spent time not being able to please you, but mm-hmm. now I'm, I just don't care. Right. And then it's like a super confusing process of even trying oh, yeah. to get there. It's just like, 
well, this just, like, this whole path makes no sense. No sense at all. Yeah. No mm-hmm. sense at but all. But how about for you? Um, For me, like, I realized a while ago that there are people in my life that see me based, I have, that they have a narrative of me based off of who I was, like, as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't been that girl in a long time. Like, she's back there, you know? Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, when I was younger, um, there, there, I carried myself differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I carried myself in a way of trying to make up for af- affirmation that I didn't have yeah. or um, satisfaction in my family or love that I felt like I didn't have. And, you know, it's not like, a, you know, like fault of one specific person, but I, I didn't feel seen. Yeah. And so... I know that as a kid, and I'm talking about like literally under the age of 12, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There was a kind of kid that I was. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted and needed affirmation and attention. Yeah. Um, Middle child syndrome Mm. showing up in your area. (laughs) Not only that, like I'm I'm a twin, but I'm also the second twin. Like I'm not even the first one. (laughs) Right. I'm in the middle. Right. I'm fighting, like, I'm, I'm fighting for a position, <laughs> yeah. you guys. Yeah. But so I know the way that I was. And, you know, then, you know, I hit my teenage years and I spent a lot of time trying to find me. And that was, I want to say, like, between 13 and 16 was such a huge turnaround for me that I am not nothing like that girl. Yeah. But I think a lot of my family still judged me off of that that's the narrative that they had Mm -hmm. and so the issue with that is like that their narrative was created based off of who I was as a kid Mm. and then it didn't change like it's like that's still the way they see me yeah and so I don't have much room for improvement in a lot of people's eyes I I feel like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there's ways that people bring things up or respond to me that I'm like where is that even connecting yeah and so, um, after, you know, a while of doing all this soul searching and therapy, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I figured out my love language is this, and this is what I've been searching for, which mm-hmm. is affirmation for me. Yeah. But then I even got confused in that because I was like wanting approval. I confused approval and affirmation. Mm-hmm, so you know what I mean? They can, they can look the same. Yeah. And so now I'm like still subscribing to the narrative. And questioning my truths, like what my growth has brought me. Yeah. I'm still questioning, like I'm, I'm, I'm growing and I'm doing the right things, yeah. but I'm questioning what I'm doing because you haven't changed your narrative. Right. You're stuck in that. Like, You're stuck. stuck in that moment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I decide to like focus on my life, put my head down, be a better person, go to college, be a good student, mm-hmm. get married, focus on my family, I'm everything but you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm everything but positive, <laughs> according to your narrative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're still so stuck in that past. Right. Who I was. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk about questioning your truths is like, if we're not in the right place for ourselves, like if we're not like, you know, confident, confident in ourselves, we then start to question our day-to-day habits. We start to question our goals, our future. Mm. Um, and now like I'm compromising everything I want to work for because I'm, I'm concerned about you. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a sick place to be. It's a sick place to be. I hate that. Cause like, 
from the point of view, I relate to that so much. And like, from like that point of view, it's almost like you were operating in this, like when you were younger, like a, almost like a survival yeah. type narrative, you know? Aren't we all but though? It's like, like mm-hmm. we're trying to learn how to be human. Right. Like, if- <laughs> I'm just trying to make it. I'm trying to make it out. I just learned how to use the restroom. Like, I'm just trying to be a human. Just doing the like, best here. Right? You know, just- but it's like the hope and the goal for hopefully most people is that you move out of survival mode, mm-hmm. you know, at some point. But there are some people, sadly, who don't make it out of that, you know, it's like they're frozen, you know, mm-hmm. in time and like that's all that they see. And I, like, again, I relate to that so much. Like, I am 26 years old and it's like my grandparents don't even know I'm an adult. Yeah. It's so that. crazy to me. I can see that. I'm like, I'm fully It's functioning. weird. It's I have so... assets. <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> like, this is so bizarre. I can go to the bar and get a drink. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But it's like you just end up continually being treated, mm-hmm. you know, in a way. It's like, and I think the weird thing that I notice, like with, you know, narratives in that way is, do you actually want me to be that person? Because it seems like you didn't like them either. I think it's, I don't think that's it. I think it's a lot of people don't know how to move on from a situation. Mm. A lot of people feel comfortable attaching you to a moment or attaching you to a choice that you made rather than um, realizing like that was just a moment or that was a choice. Like you, you've moved on from that. You learned from that and you don't have to be that. Yeah. A lot of people, I don't, I I just think don't know how to, don't know how to like, yeah, just, I guess separate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's very true. Like, I want to know how you differentiate someone's narrative of you versus their like actual interactions with you um that's I think that that could be a you problem Mm. and that could be a them problem so like I think narratives are based off of kind of like what I was just saying it's like a narrative my narrative of you is based off of whether I decide to define you by a situation or whether I decide to like attach you to a fault of yours Mm -hmm. or whether I just like I mean it can and it can be in the best and worst situations you know what I mean I'm sure like Mm -hmm. you know murderers are um nice neighbors sometimes and we don't know (laughs) you know what I mean like it's all about that presentation interaction the difference I feel between a narrative um and I guess interactions is that like I said you know a narrative is something I can create of you I can say, Jasmine, you know, um, every time we get together, you know, you, you, uh, you show up late every time we get together, you're, you're, um, you're not on time. And based off of those interactions, I just think that you don't care about my time. Mm -hmm. I think that you are not a woman of your word. And I think that, um, you have better things to do than to hang out with me. Whereas, you you might just have a busy life and that doesn't mean I can't count on you that doesn't mean that um you know I, I that you really don't care it means that I've taken those interactions and like painted you as this person that just does not care yeah so that that's a me thing right mm-hmm. that's me creating that narrative right because that's not all Jasmine is mm-hmm. you know what I mean um I do really I'm just gonna put that out there <laughs> but okay so like for me like okay like I got kids there are so many times I'm on time I'm on time Mm -hmm. and then I will have this five minute meltdown right before hitting the door and I'm like now we're not on time right 
You know what I mean? And if no one knows that, you know, whoever I'm interacting with, they might be like, why is she late? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, that is a light way of saying that's just, that's the moment I've created and that's that person's decision to confine me, Mm -hmm. you know, in that moment Mm -hmm. and be like, she's a late person. This is just her. Now, when it comes to interactions, there are times that I feel we can contribute to our personality like if i am you know if if every time we get together or let's say you know every time we sit and record i'm cranky 10 minutes before like i'm contributing to that and there's no wonder you're like i don't like you the first 10 minutes that you're recording Mm -hmm. because i'm contributing to that there's a difference in things that i'm contributing to Mm -hmm. and you just wanting to paint me as a certain person because of certain interactions Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah, that definitely makes sense because I think that it's so – we're so quick to do the first, mm. to, you know, take something that's, like, so small and just be like, well, this is, like, who they are. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's super unfair. Yeah. You know, because when people change, mm-hmm. you don't know, you know, what could have happened. Right. You know, within any moment. And so you just end up being like, okay, like, this is who they are and I'm going to take that and I'm going to take that forever. And then, like, for the for – the per- the other person that you've painted this picture of, you don't give them the opportunity to, mm. like, have correction in that. You don't. You know. Because even if I'm trying to change it or improve it, you you still see that. Mm-hmm. Like, you still see me as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The perfect example in my life is going back to the late. You are just, that is <laughs> you know, you. But... Um, there was a, uh, it's not about being late, but, um, Mm -hmm. about like not showing up Mm -hmm. and there was a season of my life and it was going actually like going off to college that, um, I with like, you know, one of my best friends in the whole entire world, I, her and I, we spent so much time together before I went off to college that, and I was, I think I've spoken about her in previous episodes that we almost stopped being friends because I just could not show up. I couldn't be there mm-hmm. and all of these things. And there was a moment that it was, like, said to me that, like, you just don't care about me. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, I was in, in school. I was a collegiate athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, I was living in a town, like, far away. And there was yeah. just, like, so many, like, elements that were involved. Yeah. But there was a moment that I was written off as you don't care and you never show up. Mm. And it's, like, that's not, again, that's not fair. And that's not. that's not true you know, whatsoever, but it's, it could have been easy for me on the other end to be like, well, you don't take into consideration my life right. and you don't show up for me. That's what I needed for, from you mm-hmm. is for you to show up for me in that way and to recognize or even just to offer like, Hey, I want to understand right why you're not showing up. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, then it goes to like, I guess like that kind of clears up the idea that it's, someone else that creates a narrative and not us Mm -hmm. like we can think that we're you know portraying a type of person you know any given moment but it's up to you know the the opposer you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's up to the you know the external person to kind of say like this is where i choose to see jasmine like in this time you know what i mean and like you said you know it could be just a time i've definitely had those seasons where i'm like i am very much head down getting some work done i need to focus on this thing and i'm not i'm not like 
able to have relationships. I'm not able to like consider your time. Yeah. Not able to show up for the holidays. Like, mm-hmm. and if you chalk that up as me not caring or not being a family person or not being whatever mm-hmm. or not having time, I got to take that L because this is a season of my life that I have to, you know what I mean? But like I said, it goes back to that person that is like narrating the story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they get to, they get to decide what you are. They get to, and you would hope that it's a genuine, you, you're considering my time. You know that yeah. I'm busy in college. You know that I have things to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you would hope that, that that's it. But yeah. reality is sometimes it's not. That's just. That's true. What do, you, what do you do when you find out? What do you mean? Like that someone's like creative, a narrative. Because some people do and you never know. Well, I mean, like, what can you do if they're so stuck in it? There's, it's, it, there's only two options. Like, can I clear this up? Mm-hmm. Or do I, do I let it control our relationship? Mm-hmm. That's, that's literally one out of two. It's like, if I find out that, you know, and I mean, I've been in this position, like, I, you know, a situation has happened and, like, a, you know, my family has thought this of me. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, what? I know... I don't present myself as that, but either your narrative is created by secondhand information right. or something that you've um, misinterpreted that happened a long time ago that you didn't bother to clear up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fake news. Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do I do? So it's like, I could hope that there's like adult moments that that lead to conversations of, hey, let me clear this up that did not happen and that was not the intention mm-hmm. or... This isn't true that you might, you know, whatever you might have heard. Yeah. Um, I would hope that there's room for that. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. No. So yeah. if yeah. if it isn't, I have to be okay with you, like, comfortably creating that narrative. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what, what can I do about that? Yeah. There really isn't much. I think that's, that's the, I think that's the sad real- reality you know, of it, and, like, I had, like, written down, like, letting someone create a false narrative of you is a small price to pay for having rid yourself of their toxicity, so it's, like, if you, if you've seen that they've created this narrative Mm -hmm. of you, and it doesn't get cleared up, Mm -hmm. but you cut them off, like, you're reading toxicity, but there is a small, there's something small that this narrative could go a little bit further right you know and it's almost like there is a little hope that whoever hears this extension of Mm -hmm. this narrative Mm -hmm. either comes to you but there's also you know that other possibility that that could just end up lingering and continue to follow you because I know that in my life that has been that's honestly that's been my narrative is that there has been a lot of people that have believed a certain narrative that somebody has said about me and that's something that can I continue to face. And, mm. But usually when I do face it, I recognize I don't owe you an explanation yeah. about who I am. Mm. Because you're so content with what the narrative that that person told you. Mm-hmm. So instead of you actually approaching me and wanting to have a conversation about it, you just wanted to tell me. What did that do for both parties here? Mm-hmm. You know. But I mean, like going to your point earlier, is like it's a price. But it's a it's, that's worth the price. If that's, I guess sometimes you kind of like have to let things happen and realize like, I can't because, okay, here's what I think is like, the saddest thing is when you are friends with somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody or you have family that you've, we've been good so far, but then this one thing happens and now my credibility is shot. 
And now the narrative changes. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you forgot how loving I was before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you're kind of like, well, thanks for showing me that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you talk about just the price you pay for their toxicity, it's like, all right, well, season is up here. Um, I, I look at narratives like, I guess, like outside narratives as filters because I think they could be in positives too. Like, so like mm. my husband loves me and literally is like, I think he sees, I think he's like looking through a Snapchat filter with like all the hearts. Like, you know what I mean? Because oh I'm like. All the heart emojis. Right. I'm like, I need to brush my teeth first. Right. Chill. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know that there's, there's, you know, it, 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 even my kids, like, I'm like, they're probably like, she can't do any wrong. You know what For I mean? For sure they have that. You know, yeah. I'll like you know, tap my son or like flick him from behind. And, you know, my husband will be sitting in the living room, but I'll do it in the kitchen. And in my, my son's mind, my, my mother would never do that. My dad, that guy, yeah, you know, so he'll like run in here like, daddy, did you do that? <laughs> like, I'm like, that makes no sense. But he can't fathom. Like, why would my mom ever? Yeah. She's she, she, she won't trick me. Like right. that's my dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I look at like, that's in a positive light, but then there are negative things where, it's it creates this filter like we have this one bad situation or you heard some messed up information that could be true could not be true um and who's to say i would have done that to you if that was a you know what i mean yeah we never know right mm -hmm. there's all kind of ways but you know you hear the secondhand information and now you see me differently because you know you ever hear these it's like i heard that sean did this you know what i can see her doing that and it's like now all of a sudden it that, makes sense. It, see, it yeah. makes sense to you that yeah. that Sean could be doing this thing, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. And you never thought that of me before, right. but you have no idea why I did that in this interaction with this person. Yeah. And it's it's but now there's a filter. Mm -hmm. So now you have a narrative of, you know what? I did think something fishy, but isn't that weird? My mind is so blown because I'm thinking of all instances, even like instances I've said like, oh yeah, I could see that. And I'm like. Oh, see, you're guilty. Like, yes. don't we do that? It's like yes. it's it's it's, it, it's like I hate how second we? nature. That yeah, is. it you is know, because though. we've like we've allowed ourselves to just like say those things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so often, and there's nothing wrong with reacting. It's just yeah. the idea that like, how are we coming back from that? Mm -hmm. Like, how are we saying, okay, I don't know why mm -hmm. that happened. That's between y'all, and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, we have so many people that were in relationships that they didn't belong in and they just were not healthy. Right. And then they separated and got to a new relationship and they're like, I'm, you know, this, this is, I'm a, I'm a better person because of it. That, that, that to me makes sense because you're in the, you're in your better atmosphere now, mm -hmm. but, but there are people that are going to define you for what happened before. Yeah. Not realizing that, we can be different people in different situations. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, because there's so many factors mm -hmm. that involve that oftentimes, like, we just don't know. We mm -hmm. don't see. We don't understand. You know? So, that's... Um, you really got me stuck there. Well, you know, yes. thinking about the um, the phrase that you just said. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. And now, like, doesn't it make you, like, check yourself? Like, you're like... Literally, it, I'm I don't want to be. I don't want to be that. Like I don't want to be that person. No. Um, because I don't think that of the people in my life. Like I don't mm -hmm. think that mm -hmm. they are intentionally who they are. Like there's so many people in my family that 
I never thought I would have the relationship I have with them now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it took for both of us to grow up to, like, I, t- I talk about her in, like, a few episodes, but <laughs> my cousin Kiana is literally, like, a person I never knew I would speak to so often and in, in, in so much depth. Yeah. Like, the conversations we have, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, where have you been all my life? Yeah. But we both had to get to a certain age and a certain, like, distance away from toxicity, I think, mm. to, like, have these crazy conversations that lead to so much wisdom. Yeah. Because we both come from different interactions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I look at that kind of thing, I'm just like, you never, you never know. Like if we give, if we just give it a chance that there are, there's so much growth and we can be so many, we can be different mm-hmm. if we let go of what we thought yep. of that person or let go of what we mm-hmm. assumed our future would look like with that person. Yeah. I, I get to change the narrative. I get to say like, wow, like you aren't what, you know what I mean? I'm not going to put you in this box of my expectation. Right. I'm not going to put you in this like. I'm not going to hold you to this one situation or what they said about, you know what I mean? Right. Secondhand information. Right. Like you said, like a moment or even, you know, something that uh, so often, like how the phrase goes is, um, you know, first impressions are everything. I'm starting to That's realize. It, though. Yeah. I don't believe that phrase. Like are first impressions important? Sure. Mm-hmm. In certain contexts. But it's like to like be able to create a narrative or say like mm-hmm. based off of my first impression of them this is who I believe they are that's mm-hmm. so unfair I, I yeah. actually seen a tweet the other day not gonna lie that was it literally said I think that I'm over interviews <laughs> and I was like one yes if that stuff is exhausting but two Wait, I agree yeah it was just more of um you know just like looking through the thread that people were just saying like you base so much off of who some an individual is off of one moment mm-hmm. that's not even over an hour. Mm. Like, that is just, like, so crazy to that's me. And true. so when I sit there and I think of that concept, I'm like, that's how true. it could look different? Hard to say. Not sure. But, you know, it's there are opportunities of growth or, you know, that mm-hmm. you can have with somebody, you know, like you said. I know with my sister, mm-hmm. her and I both had a very different narratives about who each other was. Mm-hmm. Both my sisters, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think all of it, I'm the oldest, and both my sisters are, I think, 29, so I'm like very young little whippersnappers. You are not far love off. Love them, <laughs> love them to death. But it's so funny because I look at them now and I'm like, you have so much life. Oh, my But it's God. like just totally different. They're so cute. But, you know, I cute. think with both of my younger sisters, all of us had these like certain narratives of each other with one of my sisters it was definitely based off of like interactions that we had with each other and so that where we both contributed right Mm -hmm. with my other sister it wasn't interactions that we had with each other it was external things that we were hearing so Mm -hmm. it's been super interesting for um you know me to come together with both of them and to grow through those moments with them and also Mm -hmm. like the biggest thing that we had to recognize in like be very honest and lay down is this is what I believe about you. Is this true or not? Mm. And it takes a lot of like self-reflection and mm-hmm. really just like, you know, honesty and transparency going into that to be like, maybe not my best quality, but yeah, that is something, mm-hmm. you know, that I would say is um, maybe ingrained in who I am, but it's not who I want to be. Mm. I aspire to be, you know, different or, you know, with my other sister, it's more of like, hey, I just, like, really want to know who you are because I actually never had that opportunity. Yeah. And so it's really, you know, there's – growth looks different in different spaces. Yeah. 
Um, something you just mentioned is like you creating that moment. Like earlier we talked about those interactions that we create and they could like debunk the narratives. They could, um, it, it could just be your contribution to, um, I hope that I'm debunking. I hope that like I'm creating a space where you can improve any negatives that you have in my narratives. But you, you know, you were talking, you having that conversation, sitting down and saying, I want to get to know this. I don't want the interaction to be the main thing. I don't want the interaction to control this. Or, you know, in, on the other side of like, hey, like, I want to forget the external things and I want to be able to focus on us. Mm-hmm. And you taking that time and, and, and taking that step, like, that's, that's, that's what I think is really important. But then the sad thing is we cannot control what other people think after that. Nope. You know what I mean? And yeah. so earlier you were asking that and I just kind of wanted to bring that up. And, um, you know, it, it all comes down to like what I, I guess what is our, what is the reason that we're so invested in other people's narratives? Like simply put, like, why do we care? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what is it that makes us feel like I, I have to abide by or subscribe to your narrative. Like, I think all all the people that we're talking about are close friends and family. Like, we're yeah. not. I couldn't care less about what anybody outside of that circle yeah. thinks. Yeah. But like, why do you think you care? Um, I think for me, um, my thing is that I think I've always like equated like my recognition with like my self worth. Mm-hmm. you know like I put my self-worth in you know these individuals in my life mm-hmm. and so like I was my investment is like I needed to be seen in this particular way mm-hmm. for me to be worthy to you mm-hmm. and that like I mean operating in that for so long I wouldn't say I operated in, in that way anymore but like looking back I'm like man like I did not have opportunity to just be myself to be who I wanted to be to present myself Mm. and so now it's like putting my worth in those people and their expectations and what they you know thought that I should be or even what I thought that I was supposed to be for them without people outright saying those expectations because I think Mm. that we can do that too at times um but in doing so I realized it's almost like I just faked it for so long and then now I'm trying to like undo that yeah and that is exhausting well yeah and that is like just way too much like and so it's just like super challenging um that's something that I had to walk through because now you know I'm having to go back or you know if I end up being in conversations with people and being like Mm -hmm. yeah so like I acted like this and this is entirely not who I am and I wish I never had done that Mm-hmm. you know, and operating mm-hmm. in that space, and so, that yeah, accountability, just, yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly, and so, for me, like, just to put it simply, is, like, I just put my self-worth, I was so invested in this, and I ended up putting my self-worth in all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Golly, like, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, that's exhausting, <laughs> but it's, like, I mean, that's what we do, and it's, at, it's, I mean, I guess the fault is ours, because, you know, what child doesn't grow up wanting to match the the, the expectation of their family mm-hmm. or, you know, like the narrative of their family? Um, I think for me, it's a matter of, well, first, it's it's like, I, I want there to, I want what you're saying to be true. Mm-hmm. Like, I want what 
and I'm talking about family members, elders, parents, right? Right. I want, if it's positive, I want to be doing whatever I need to do to walk into your narrative of me. Right. You know, my dad is like one of those outwardly proud dads. Mm -hmm. And like, although a kid would think it's embarrassing, my dad, like, that's his way of showing that he cares. Yeah. Like, like, my mom's not like that. I think that she's very much, like, res reserved. Like, I I wouldn't mind if she was like, that's my daughter. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. But, like, my dad is, like, and I said this before, my dad is, like, the guy that stole a bullhorn from somebody, um, you know, when I, in my college graduation and, like, stopped the whole ceremony to say, you know, how proud he is of me. And right. I'm like... I wonder if they can kick me out of college even <laughs> after I've finished because of this man. But then I realized like that's his that's him being proud. Yeah. So it's like there's so much that happens that we want to match up to what that narrative is. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to the negatives, you're like, I can't I I, I, I either have to A take that step that you're talking about and, and and try to fix it and try to convince you against what you are strongly believing. Yeah. Or I step back and say, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was like telling her just like things that I had been struggling with. And at the end of it, I said, people are going to people. Like there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. Yep. And I can't invest in your narrative of me because it, it, it's not a promising thing. Like you're going to decide what you're going to decide. Yeah. I could either sit on the phone or sit in, in, in your face for hours and convince you not to. But like I said before, it's a filter. It's a, it's what you've decided. You've contemplated long enough and mm -hmm. you have made me out to be the villain, mm -hmm. right? Or you've made me out to be the enemy in this yeah. or the faulty or it, whatever character that is. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a gamble. Like, yes, initially I think it's always safe to say, Hey, I hope you don't get the wrong idea. This is yeah. how I feel, and this was not, you know, to be, um, this wasn't an intentional action in that way. Right. That's always, that's always safe to start off with. After that, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I was telling you earlier, like, my husband had met, when he first met some people that I went to college with, um, I didn't know that they felt this way, but they were telling him, they were like, yeah, like in college, like she just, she didn't have time for anybody. Like she just wasn't here for the mess. Mm -hmm. They said she showed up, you know, and I had like, I was um, super blessed to be on the board and um, helped create three major organizations on campus that were like black based, which I'm like so grateful for. Mm -hmm. But um, if I wasn't contributing to that, those things or in class, I was either at one of my two jobs or I was trying to get some sleep or do some homework. Like that was literally my life in yeah. college. So I, I get what their narrative was. is like, she didn't have time for it. Like she wasn't fooling with nobody. I wasn't in the mess with the guys. Right. And the, you didn't hear about me on the streets. You didn't mm -hmm. hear about, you know what I mean? Right. And they were just like, she was about her business and I was social enough to be involved, but I went home and I realized like, I can see why you guys thought that. Yeah. I can see it. And it wasn't anything negative. It was like, I can see the interactions I created that makes you say that's who she was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And so when I look at that, like, 
what whatever whatever that ends up being negative positive or whatever I just am at a point in my life now that I'm like you're gonna you're gonna think what you're gonna think yep I have no control after that Mm -hmm. this is what you okay so that moves into kind of what you just shared like the Mm -hmm. next one is like have you detached your goals and or like your future self from others expectations of you or narratives of you and if you have Give us some tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I think that's like um, it's almost seasonal mm-hmm. because then I can say in some areas of my life I have, and then um, some areas she's just this year alone I had to like or this last year. What are we in twenty twenty two? I know. Like I'm like <laughs> we're already three months in. My goodness. Like, I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> but you know what? Um, in some ways. I had in another in a lot of other ways I um I'm I'm still learning so like um you know late teens early 20s I had to learn that missing out on holidays missing out on family events and um not being present for life events for people was very very sad and hurtful but after so many you're never around or you you don't care about us or you know you don't have time for us after so many of those mm-hmm. i was like i can't compromise school yeah. like i have to get out of here mm-hmm. and i mean i grew up in a situation where i was like i can't go back to that right right so my motivation had to like trump what people were thinking yeah but uh, that doesn't mean it happened overnight it mm-hmm. was hard mm-hmm. it was like at first it was like i was busting my butt to be there and there yeah just so you i have to i can prove to you you know that i do have time i do love you i just i really you know what i mean yeah um and you kind of said it earlier is like i i needed for people to understand that you know what i mean and you know i remember my god mom um she was just so understanding like she was like you got a whole life outside of us so i'll get you whenever i can yeah. you know what i mean like i get what i'll get whatever time I can and she's still like that like I'm like even now I'm like she's the best I just want to bother her I just want to be under her and she's like I understand you got a whole thing I'm like look at them me and you like thanks for being so understanding but stop 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 stop. I'm like yeah but so you do that you do that to me I know you're like I know I'm kidding I know I'm like you're so busy like right and see now I do it to you Mm -hmm. but so it's um it's it's that that stage for me was hard because I spent a lot of time I lost sleep girl trying to be trying to correct that Mm -hmm. but then it's like as an adult I'm like you can't pull that card with me now I have children and I have a husband and I have a career Mm -hmm. and I got stuff to do and I'm gonna have to put my I'm gonna have to disappear you know and I haven't lived in the same state as my family in golly you know 10 12 years so it's like I can't even you gonna miss me with all that that can no longer be your narrative you know what I mean so it, it's not an overnight thing, but it is something that, like, I struggle with mm. a, in different ways. Mm. Now, it's a matter of, even though I'm distant, trying to be as present as I can be, um, but then detaching, like, being taken advantage of. Mm. So, we talk about, like, what that those goals look like. Like, I might do really good... Um, you know, focusing on my work and being okay with not being there for the family event. Yeah. Now though, like I'm dealing with like the the emotional aspect of 
am I, do I have enough in me to like emotionally be present for you? Yeah. Or am I drained because you've done so much to me? Right. And so that personal goal for me looks like, Sean, you got to throttle back and give yourself time to like refocus and revamp. Yeah. And if you, if you don't do that, like, you know, it, you're going to struggle, you're mm-hmm. going to suffer. So that goal to me is, is taking a break away from the drainage. Yeah. Taking a break away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm learning that even now. So when you ask like, how does that affect or compromise like those future goals? Mm-hmm. I had to learn in segments, dude. Like it wasn't this overall lesson. Yeah. It was like, okay, I learned the, the, the business aspect of it. Cool. I learned the separating family from business or separating family from school. Mm-hmm. Cool. I learned keeping my marriage first and my family first. And then that cool. Now it's like my emotional goals, my emotional, like, uh, boundaries. Yes. That's where I am now. And it's like, once I get that, I think I'll be a better person. <laughs> She's going to have the master class. But we that's, are ready. Right. Yeah. But that's, 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 that's how I have to see it, yeah. you know? Yeah. What about you? That's just so many things of what you said is so good. I just really want to highlight. I love that you said that it's seasonal because I think that so often, and I think I've, I share this, is like we want things to be like a blanket. We want it to be mm-hmm. like this happens, it happens overnight, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it just does not look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I think that I was hurt so young that I just reached a point to where like emotionally that is where I really had to put deep investment first because Mm. if I didn't go there first I wouldn't know how to operate anywhere else Mm. just like how my mind and my brain works and um you know because I had just to be so candid is like my dad painted this picture of who I was Mm -hmm. who I am um you know to some of our family and also to people within my community And that was even more tarnishing because it's like, I can't walk down the street, can't go to the store without somebody, you know, saying something to me or all of these things where it's so I'm constantly on alert. Mm. That is absolutely insane. Um, But so I reached a point to where I just recognized that all of these expectations that were like on me was so emotionally damaging to me that when I left for college, it was the very first time I moved from home, living Mm. in the same house my whole life, all the things. And I was like, yep. I'm ready mm. to like make a change and like to go hard in this. And was it something that happened overnight? No, absolutely not. But mm-hmm. I had, I reached a moment where I had to believe and have the confidence in myself that I could change my narrative. Yeah. Because for so long I was like, well, I guess if a lot of people believe that's who I am, that's who I am. And I think that there was, um, I wish that there was more people in my life to help push me out of that mm-hmm. because I think that's not to, not necessarily to tell me who I am, but more to encourage me to dig deep into who I believe right. that I am, right? And so, um, yeah, just like when I got to college, it was such a pivotal moment for me because I no longer had this attitude of like, okay, I'm, mm. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to let you have this one. I was like, no, like I'm no longer going to let you have this. And so I really had to believe that I could control my narrative. I had to tune out a lot of the noise because it didn't stop. Mm -hmm. It hasn't stopped, even in my life today. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, there, it's not like, again, don't emotionally have this thing figured out. There is a whole lot, you know, like, there's so much. We're both struggling there, so. Right. Like, if you're in with us. But then, I'm gonna let me, let me challenge you and you can fight me later. Um, (laughs) Because I know how you like to tussle. But, um, 
is you you know you kind of said like hey like me controlling my narrative or um even doing the work to do that doesn't it isn't it isn't it initially intimidating but then later on like carefree that not everybody wants you to be a better person or have a better narrative like you're 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 talking about like these this aspect of other people creating this narrative of you what if they're comfortable with that because how dare you be better than me or how dare you come from the same place I've come from and you exceed what I was trying to do why like why would you assume that you you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so you know you spot you speak about controlling your narrative like keep in mind not everybody wants you to have a better narrative like I had to learn that the hard way oh yeah not everybody like wants that so even if you go back you know because you talked about your father it's like even if you go back and you're able to connect with everybody else and save face, mm-hmm. what if they're so on, you know, gun ho for him, team him, and you know, if he if he's painted you as a victim in any situation, yeah, or anybody, not even just you know, not even, yeah. that. but like, what if they're so team them? It doesn't matter. I don't want you to win, so like, I'm fine with what I already believe, and like, I'm fine with you believing that exactly. I like, think that's, that's the place you have to. Yeah, I think that that is that's the state of being that you have to be in. Is that mm-hmm. I am fine at this point believing with where you're at because if that's what you believe about me, you're actually not somebody that I exactly. want in my life. I had read um something that said, um, if I wouldn't let you in my house, why would I let you in my mind? Boom, boom. It, it's, that's it you know it's something that it's just such a simple phrase but it's so impactful you know mm-hmm. because it's like if you if you're not allowed because it's like your home is your safe that's your place that's yeah. your safe space mm-hmm. you know like we are serious about our home Absolutely. so we don't just be like that I'm like i'll meet you in a I'll neutral you zone right <laughs> exactly Listen. you know but yeah it's just you have to reach the place where you're like that is that's fine by you and i also for me i reached a place of i'm not defending myself anymore you know, Absolutely speaking not. to this, you know, particular individual that's in my life, I tried to have an open conversation mm-hmm. and that entirely failed. Yep. And I was like, that's fine. I tried. Cause I tried that cause it, within this, you can never say that I didn't, you know, put my foot forward, mm-hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, I am proud of my success and where my life is going. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud um, to bring along the people in my life who are proud of me as well. Absolutely. You know? And so it's like, at this point, everybody else is dead weight. That's true. I think that <laughs> I'm going to, like, yeah. You and I spoke about this, I want to say, like, episode two or probably one. Because it was like we were introducing just the, the the dynamic, you know, of our relationship. And I do remember um, a narrative that was created about you mm-hmm. when I came into this family. And I remember that narrative and I remember how invested I was in it. Because I was like, I'm new here. This must be true. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying it. And then when I started to do digging myself, I was like, what happened that, what what could have happened that everybody believes this lie? Mm-hmm. So like, what could have happened? And it, it showed me the power of like gossip and lies. Yeah. It showed me the power of like, of someone taking a situation and twisting it mm-hmm. it was it was crazy i remember calling you and i was like you got to tell me the truth yes what did you do to these people yeah <laughs> like y'all would have thought that I, I killed somebody and buried I, the body and like i genuinely like genuinely and i we laugh about it now yeah. but i genuinely remember like 
being told the narrative. First of all, meeting you, falling in love with you, and then having this relationship, and then being like told this narrative and being fed this like really negative narrative. Yeah. And no one told me any different. Like right. everybody seemed to believe this thing. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, you were you were in high school, you were living your best life. Like it wasn't right. You know I was what trying I mean? to be cute. You was you was trying to be cute. <laughs> and like I remember being so like confused mm-hmm. because I was like, oh my God, something must have happened. This is some big family secret I just don't know about. Yeah. And so I I'm guilty, right? I believed this narrative because I was like, why would my new in law family like be so right they're they're the greatest why would they say these things and i i and I, so anyway i believed it long enough that's all that that's all that matters yeah. and i had to like repent because i called jasmine and i was like what lie could have been told or happened for this to be such a narrative and mm-hmm. so when i look at that i'm like there's so much power in when in 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 in, in people wanting to believe the worst about you. Yeah. There's so much because mm-hmm. I get to use that as a filter and I get to use that as an excuse to spread bad things. I get to like convince everybody else yeah. that you are this. Mm-hmm. And that that's like there's nothing Jasmine couldn't have done anything about it. Let me be honest. She knew that. Like she couldn't have done anything about it. Um It was a Kanye shrug it, moment. It really was. And it was one of those things that even though you were young, like I know it hurt you. Yeah. Um but like even if she sat everybody down and convinced them otherwise, like there was nothing she could do. Mm-hmm. And I started to understand why she wasn't coming around and why she chose not to be in that atmosphere. Yeah. And so that was the point where I was like, I got to make it to you because I know now I get it. Mm-hmm. So when I look at that situation, it's, it's so clear why a, we can't do anything about the narratives. Right. B like putting, putting so investing so much in them. It's only going to bring us down. That's it. It is, but there's really people, there There really are times when people make it their mission, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to yeah. to create this this lie, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's... I know you've said it, and I feel like you can't say it enough, but like, you know, there's just so many times that people create narratives about others because of their past, because Absolutely. of their shortcomings, because mm-hmm. of their hurt, because mm-hmm. of, you know, or because of even like, their successes mm-hmm. back in the day but it doesn't look the same now so exactly. it's like it's how weird is it is like there's something that's like almost like so positive in your life but you created it something that's so negative in the future mm-hmm. super bizarre it doesn't really like i'm like in my head it right. does not equal you know and you feel but, comfortable continuing with that like yeah that preset like you feel comfortable <laughs> I really like that analogy. Like you got filters and you got presets. Like, that, but there's, stuck isn't there's that, no it, wavering. There's no wavering struggle. whatsoever. But I, I think the thing that's sad and mm-hmm. you know, in moments, you know, we're talking, we've admittedly said like we are guilty to mm-hmm. you know tapping into these things as well. And I know that um, in moments that I recognize where I've been guilty of that, mm-hmm. in my heart, that kills me. Oh, it kills yeah. me so much. But you recognize it now. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, dang it, like, I don't want to do that. Because you know how it feels. Yes. But think of all the people that are struggling with even, like, the awareness of that. Yeah. And that's a normal thing. Like, no, none of this is to bash anything. It's just to bring awareness to, like, we're all guilty of it. Um, We're all guilty of it at some point. Yeah. And and it's going to just take a few steps to acknowledge and improve it. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't feel good at all. 
you know what I mean? And, um, you know, just going back to what we were talking about earlier, yes, there are things that we can do to contribute to interactions with people. I'm not saying this is all like, everybody's your hater and you got 10 million. I'm not saying that. Like, that's, that's, that's you know what I mean? Right. We love to be that's like, right. everybody hating on me. Right. That's not always no, the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, of course, there are things that we do yeah. in our personality. I'm talking about as a general, like, that create um, or that contribute to, to certain things. Yeah. The important thing I think is that we take accountability for, like I said, our contribution to our relationships. Nobody is saying that like we can't go wrong and we can't do anything to create like a negative interaction. It's just the idea that if we're aware we're doing something to hurt a relationship, yeah. Say something, try to fix it. Yeah. After that though, like I can't I can't control how you see me mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think that's the that's the hold up there yeah. is you know there's so many relationships that I have where I'm almost I guess I'm surprised to know that's what you think of me yeah now there are relationships that I've failed where I didn't do what I could have done to contribute positively mm-hmm. like I I voluntarily you know had these interactions that yeah, I can see why you have that narrative. Like, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, because whether we intentionally do it or not, there are things that we do that we're like, yeah, I remember when that happened, mm-hmm. and I see why you, I see why you think that of me. Mm-hmm. Or even if you don't want to forgive me. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So, like I said, I'm just going back to the idea that narratives are something other people get to, and sadly do have. Yeah. They get to have those of us, yeah. whether they're positive or negative, they get to have those of us. Mm-hmm. And um, you would just hope that, you know, the narrative is in good hands. Like you would hope that it's coming from a pure place of, man, like, I think this is a great person who sometimes make mistakes, but I know that overall yeah. they're a great person. Mm-hmm. Or I think she's a great friend, but, you know, I know that this is busy time in her parent life or in her mom life, momhood. Yeah. And that's why we aren't able to do the things you know what I mean mm-hmm. um yeah does that make sense that makes perfect sense I know for a fact I'm a bad guy in a couple people's story and you know I'm gonna take that L yeah you're like you know what I you just know, it is what it is yeah but it's like <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about maturity and about mm-hmm. growth is that you know we can you know carry forward the way that we want to interact with people mm-hmm. the narrative that we want to carry you know like and have like I mentioned earlier like for me is like I have this confidence that I can you know be in control to the extent that I have to my you yeah. know ability because once yeah. it's in the other person's hand you do have to recognize there's no control there but it's like right you know take care take care of your house like I've done all mm-hmm. I can do mm-hmm. and if you know that you intentionally like or that you 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 purposed for positive things. Yeah. Then like I said, I just hope it's in good hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I always have to remind myself, you're not everybody's person. You're not everybody's that's cup true. of tea. That's, like I think that's That's like a reality. A, that's a really big thing and I think for some that's a really hard reality to come to. Dang. That well then yeah, I get it. That's a whole other thing. It's like mm-hmm. well that's a part like I guess that's also a part of this is it's going to take for you to realize that for you to know that your narrative just isn't, it doesn't look good. No. You know, like yeah. I said, with my husband, 
you know, it looks different than it might look with, you know, a family member that is still looking at me sideways from something that happened 15 years ago. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, well, you never yeah. know, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but you, yeah, you, you have to accept that. Mm-hmm. So dang, like, the, the, the whole cool thing about this conversation is, A, like, there's things that we can do to hurt a relationship. B, um, whether we positively recover from that, whether we're aware, whether we process that internally and, you know, confront this in the most positive way and, and, and apologize or clear up, mm-hmm. we have to realize that we cannot control the filter people see us in right. or the interactions or negatives or moments that they choose to hang on to. Yeah. Because going back to that, you'd never know why they feel the way they feel. And yeah. if I am going to defend the person creating the narrative, I'm, you know, what if I've struggled with people always letting me down and now you being late so many times it makes me attach you mm-hmm. to all the other people that let me down. And so I'm categorizing you now. Right. It's a trigger. It's a trigger. Yeah. Right. So I'm categorizing you now and now I put you along with everybody else and you're not my real friend. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a real realistic narrative yeah. or that's a realistic thing because something they're struggling with. So it's also accepting and trusting that everybody has some process, some algorithm, some equation as to why they have to see you the way that they see you. Yeah. And it's going to take a, your effort to, if you really are, you know, invested in this relationship, Mm because some of them you're like, I don't care. Right. But a, it's going to take your, your contribution and your awareness Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, and, um, clearing that up. B, it's out of your hands, right? And then how are we learning from it so that the next time it happens, we can either see that, hey, you're a toxic person and you're probably getting a negative narrative of me yeah. gathered right now. Or I'm just going to do my best to make sure that I've created true and positive interactions between the two of us. Yeah. Right? That's so good. I love that. Those are the best. Shoot. You crushed it. Those are the best takeaways. Man, like, it's plain and simple. <sighs> we hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are narratives that you've seen in your life that show up over and over again? Um, we would love to know, you know, mm-hmm. just out of curiosity, because I think that's the way that we learn and grow together. It's yeah. like when we have moments um, to relate to one another. So let us know. Um, we say it every episode, but if there was something that, that you guys are like, y'all are so wrong on that, tell, tell us. us. <laughs> we want to know. Tell us. We really want to know because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the conversations we have in the car, like you said, like we've bouncing, you know, ideas off each other. We had lunch yesterday and we were just like ping-ponging, oh you my know, God, with each so other much. and it was amazing. But, um, you know, we're so grateful for you mm-hmm. guys. We're grateful that you give us this space, you yeah. know, to whether you're watching us or we're in your ears, um, just know that. We love you guys, and we put so much into this, you know, that we can so that we can provide you guys with the best conversations. So, yeah. Yeah, and like she said, you know, we, we look forward to your feedback. You know, what are the narratives? And what what did you realize? Because, I mean, we just had to have a moment of self-reflection. What narratives have you created about people that you need to detach those instances and understand their true intentions or who they really are, you know? So, um, if you feel so bold, comment, yes. um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, you know, like hit us up in your inbox. If you yeah. feel like I don't want somebody to know how, how guilty I am of this or how right. bad I struggle. <laughs> right. We are, <laughs> we are struggling too. Um, 
um but yeah i agree we um we just enjoy being able to have these conversations yeah absolutely we'll see you guys next week bye guys